welcome to the Junkyard Love Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Junkyard Love Podcast. Today's recommendation, as far as books go, is going to be Guardians of Gahul. And that is a fantasy series that I read when I was just a wee boy. So check those series out. Um, and today we have Spencer Hicks on the podcast yet again, my wonderful trainer friend. Um, we talk all things health, all things staying healthy at home, mental health, physical health, um, some ideas, some things to implement, some things to stay extra healthy. Um, mental mindset, all of these sorts of things. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Take care of yourselves now more than ever, but always take care of yourselves and love yourselves and drink some water and um, stretch and and try fasting if it works for you and try cold showers and all these things. Check them all out. Take care of yourself. All right, let's go to the episode. See you later. What's up, man? Hello, Spencer. Welcome to the virtual remote version of the Junkyard Love Podcast. Yes, I think this is the first time we have video, you and I. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we haven't done video yet. Eventually, it'd be nice to have video right right freaking here. Um, That's the plan, but things are a bit, there's a bit of a wrench in the system, as it may, um, with the coronavirus. So we're making do with what we have here. So you're coming to me virtually, even though we're not super far away. No, no, we're not. I will say one disclaimer. I have a cat. He likes to sit on my laptop, so yeah. he's going to poke in every once in a while. I hope that's uh, all good. Everyone. These are these are just the things. Uh, I was listening to I was listening to this thing. I think it was Jordan Hall was was talking uh, or answering some Q and A stuff um, on on uh, on his YouTube. But he was ba- essentially they were talking about like um, as they're trying to pay attention. This is a new thing. Like so, if you had a plumber over, like I can hear that through. And as much as I'm trying to focus on the content of what you're saying, like you can't ignore the fact that you like are really like. Like, so you have to almost work a little bit harder, but I think it's probably something that we can like the more that people do this sort of remote, like conversation through, um, through, uh, our computers and our, and our phones and stuff, the FaceTime sort of way. I think that we'll be able to like way easier just be like, Oh, that's a sound that I'm not paying attention to. So I don't have to worry about it, you know, but as it, as it is now, we're like very like, Oh, we're very aware. Like we hear something in the background and we're annoyed by it or we it's distraction easily. Yeah, I find myself, especially if I haven't been like super mindful, super annoyed by small distractions. Right. Yeah. Because right. it has been, I don't know, I basically, I spent the first couple of weeks uh, just playing Xbox and lying around and I'm so irritable. Like I flip my sleep schedule back around and I feel a lot better, but dude. Why, why'd, you, why'd you become irritable, you think? Like, like why well, did you start falling into it just by being at home? Uh, no, I did not being at home. I think it's just the sleep schedule. You know, when you wake up at noon, you just don't wake up really. Yeah. And then you're like hypersensitive all day, but not in like a good, awesome way. Like a, not a good way. Yeah. It's like starting your day with a late start. I did that, uh, working at the lumber mill for five years. I was on the same shift where I didn't wake up till 1130 AM every day. 
And it's like this inevitable, like almost anxiety type feeling that you feel like you wake up and like 1130, it's like, okay, that's six and a half, seven hours of sleep. Like that's not, that's like waking up early as far as other people are concerned, but in your head, in your body, in like the way that the world has momentum already, the society has momentum, like everybody, like doctor's appointments have come and gone for other people. Like you wake up and you're just like, oh, no matter what, like what the reason, like whether you're laying around being being a turd or whether you're like uh, going to work or whether you're just like, you don't have anything else to do because we're on quarantine. It still kind of makes you feel meh when you sleep into it. And I felt like that. I felt like it was like eight o'clock and I'm like, damn, I didn't even get to do anything today. I didn't get anything done, even though I had nothing to get done. You know, it's still like that looming feeling of uh, just not not productive. We assign ourselves like, dude, you didn't do anything today. Like, cause sometimes you got to just like live life. Like you got to be able to put, the momentum of everything on pause and just have a day where it's like, dude, I didn't wake up until when the hell ever. That's fine. You got to be able to let yourself have those for sure. It's not every day, I suppose. Yeah. I kind of went from working from like, well, I was out of the house from like six to eight every single day to the last day of school was the first day of quarantine. So, and I don't, I'm not working now. So I went from 14 hours at work to no hours of anything. It was just, And it made me really empathize with uh, people that live like that anyways, like normally, like people just kind of like lay around, they wake up real late, they stay up real late and they just like don't exercise. Dude, I felt horrible, terrible. Yeah. And it it just kind of, I feel like it kind of gave me the inside to like a lot of people's lives. And that just, that sucks. I feel bad. Yeah. It's hard to pry yourself away from that feeling. Like it feels like such like a, like a permanent lethargy that you're just so used to in your everyday life. that it's hard to like gain that momentum and like, okay, get back in the gym, get back in a routine, get back in waking up early, like wanting to feel better. Cause it's so easy to just veg out and not do those things. Yeah. And there's like a certain amount of resistance whenever you go to do anything that's like good for you. Like I've been trying to read a book for quite a while and I just didn't have time to during the quarter, like for school. But like I sat down multiple times in those weeks of just like not doing anything to, to read it. And I'm like, no, no, I can't read this. So it's like, you just momentum is definitely a real thing because when I'm on dude, you always get what you need to done. But like, this has been such a weird time because I don't know about you, but I just don't do well with at least a little structure, like just being like, Hey, you have six weeks to do nothing. What are you going to do? And I, I don't know. I don't know what other people are doing, but right. Yeah, I think it, I think it might be time to maybe work on some habits, I guess. Cause I've heard it takes 20 to 30 days to change habits or create habits. It might be a good time. So I'm not doing anything better. Right. Cool. Yeah. I, I like that. I like where your head's going. I think a lot of people are kind of like that they've done en- enough hours of Netflix and scrolling through the phone. Cause they're probably like, damn, like, I think I'm going to probably do that too. I just feel like perhaps we're, we're getting there. So uh, let's direct. So um, for anybody who has never heard any of our previous podcasts, knows nothing of your background. Um, I would like to ask, your advice um, or your maybe recommendations or maybe a broad spectrum of things that people could be trying. Um, I'm just thinking of everybody at home. Everybody needs to, needs to be stretching. They need to get some form of working out. They need to get some fresh air. They need to be mindful. Like all these little things that might be obvious to, to um, perhaps me or of course you. Um, 
like like what can we uh you know kind of put a flare up about um as far as uh w- w- what's important for like what what people should be paying attention to at this time what should they be actively doing like just for wellness in general like peace of mind just fitness like, yeah i suppose and if there's things that people need that i'm not covering that that i'm not seeing um, we definitely cover that too. If there's things that you are seeing by maybe interacting with more people or having more people around you, maybe you're seeing things that people need um, that I'm not. So also open court. Honestly, so your body runs on like an internal clock that really depends on you going to sleep and waking up at a pretty consistent time. And I, against what I've done, I mean, I got my sleep schedule back together, but staying, maintaining, like a, I go to bed at 11, wake up at seven, sleep schedule is going to help your sense of well-being a lot and your body is just going to function a lot better. So that's one of the easiest things you can do. I mean, because it's like, if you're going to be up for 16 hours, no matter what, you might as well just shift it back. And that, that's easy. That's real easy work. You don't have to run, don't have to do anything for that. But I would say definitely try to sweat every day somehow. I don't care what it looks like. Like cleaning, laundry, do whatever you need to do. Just move. Because, I mean, a lot of people have always said, um, like a body in motion stays in motion. So when you just kind of, especially if you've already been into fitness, if you just stop moving, like you're going to feel like shit. You're not going to think very well. Like your sense of well-being is going to be pretty down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in body weight workouts, people, I've seen people bashing on the internet, like, oh, you're not going to get what you want, but it, you're going to get something. And yeah, from, from all the science I've ever seen, you're going to hold on to like, like you're going to maintain fitness level. If you're already fit and if you haven't been working out, it's a good time to start because no one's going to judge you in your house, go into another room. Like this is a, this is the equal, the great equalizer for fitness, right. you know, like every fit person now has to take a two months off. So if you want to get on it, we're all doing body weight squats. Right. Well, let's, so let's, let's talk about those people who will start at the ground level where people who like really don't know shit about working out. Like they, they admittedly, they're like, I don't know anything about working out, but like, let's do it. I know it's going to be better for, mental health, my physical health, whatever. Um, what would be some recommendations? I think the first thing that I would say is stretching. Stretching super important to me. Um, but I think that there's, there's so many different facets and so many different ways to like be active like, or, or just be moving your body. Like even just like moving your neck around and your eyeballs and your face. Like there's so many little things that, that could benefit um, just movement practice at home. Well, what, what do you got? What would you recommend to people who are trying to get off the ground? Uh, well, stretching is not a bad place to start. I mean, most people cite pain as a reason not to exercise. And I mean, I'm sure you've been on like a plane for eight hours or sat down for a long time. You get really stiff. Like there's, there's tissue in between your muscle fibers. that's like kind of a liquid and kind of a solid. And when you don't move it for a while, it gets really hard. You stiffen up. So when you start moving again, it gets all slidey and nice. So just like waking up and stretching however you see fit, honestly, you're not going to hurt yourself, whatever you want to do. Just like no headstands would probably be good, but just do what feels good. Mm. Like to definitely remember to breathe as well. But yeah, I would uh, say for fitness stuff, like start with don't do anything crazy. Stick to the basics. Like body weight squats, I would stick to leg movements, at least for a little while. So you can get a lot out of them. Right. What, what do you do? Um, what's your at home like workout? Like, so, so you obviously go to the gym, but if you were um, not able to and you're like, all right, I got to work at home, what, what would your situation be like? Uh, would well, you like lift up water jugs? Like, what, like where are you at? Oh, for sure. Buy some bands with uh, different strength and tensions. 
like it's on Amazon. There's like kits. There's like five bands that you can clip onto handles, and that'll pretty much get you everything you need. Honestly, I mean, like anything that that's not going to do for you or you can't do with body weight is probably not super necessary right now. So, but without weight, if you have not been exercising, just stick to body weight stuff. It's going to be enough. But if you have been exercising, um, I would really shoot like, because you can't load so heavy. I would like go to failure, like make it, just make it really intense because you just need to have an intensifying technique. Like you can either do a lot of reps, do them really heavy or do them really frequently. Like you can't do them really heavy, but you can do these other two. So you can do bodyweight squats every day or every other day. And you can do a lot of them very intensely. Like you don't like not everything needs to be super heavy. And the whole like marriage to heavy weight is I, even when I'm at the gym, I don't think that's really the case. So like you can, you can get way more out of just how much you weigh moving it around mm. than people think. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Like you, you can do so much with your body. We, we, th- we calculate everything, you know, like I always think I used to be so caught up in like the amount of reps and like making sure I would always like hit exactly 10 and exactly 10 on this side. And um, just like, okay, well, I know that it, I exactly started with with 45 last week when I was on this muscle. So I got to go to this. And I think that that thinking a little more broad about our health right now is, uh, is important. Like just, just like, uh, who cares how much you can bench right now? Who cares how much you could weigh right now or, or how much you weigh right now? Like, just think about like, you're sitting around more, you're, you're in sunshine a lot less. Like think about what you can do, maybe not to maintain every ounce of, of gains or progress or whatever. Um, wherever you were, but rather just to try to find a new version of healthy while at home here. Yeah. I think that, um, this is an awesome time to get a good, all the shit that you're not good at. You've been neglecting, you know, like mindfulness, breath work, flexibility, cardio, like all the stuff that people are like, ah, some other time, like, dude, mm-hmm. what else are you doing? Like none of these things take weights. So you can do them in your bedroom. Like this is a really good time. Like I started doing cardio again, started meditating like way more avidly than I was mm. started getting back into breath work. And, um, it's been really nice. Do, do you notice, do you notice a difference? You notice you're kind of like, like fighting off the irritability more. You're, you're feeling like you're, you're kind of in, in grasp and in control a bit more or <laughs> when I meditate for, well, I you always meditate, but it's just not for long periods of time. Like usually like five minutes, I'll do five minutes in the morning. I've just always done that. But when I start to do it for like 10, 20, I notice that uh, I'm way less irritable. And you just, uh, the amount of presence that you have is just much better. And it's almost just like, um, like if negativity or things that would irritate you or like water, you're just like covered in oil. Like you see it come at you and it just kind of bounces off. And you're like, well, eh, you really can't affect me. Right. But if I'm not, not doing that, it, uh, Oh, I'm super irritable normally. Like as a person before I got into any of it, extremely irritable. Right. So. Yeah, I, I think that I, one thing that I think that's going to come up a lot in this particular situation when everybody's locked in is it's so abrupt that I think before being mindful, there is a step. There's a step before being mindful, and that is awareness. I think um, uh, how do people become aware that like, Instead of saying, that's just me, anybody would be mad in that situation. Anybody's like, look what's going on in my life. Here, here's why, instead of justifying why they're mad or why they're irritated or why they're like 
why they were the one who just won the silly argument with them and their loved one who are just too close right now for too long. Like, uh, how do, how do we become aware before becoming mindful? Well, that's kind of rough. I mean, I don't know if you can like really will people out of ignorance. It seems to be kind of a natural thing that happens, but I'm, you definitely have more experience with this than I do. I mean, I can only speak to my own personal journey really it's just just like kind of start to pay attention to stuff and all of a sudden yeah. it's like oh wow like maybe this is the way i am isn't necessarily a solid statement right yeah I, I think if you just start observing the way that you do things and like now more than ever we're kind of like we can't have distractions of out there we're kind of just like forced to take a look at like okay what are my habits right now and like what do those reflect and, and what do i what do I want from those habits? I think just taking a look at your habits. I think we've talked before about just like, a, I think an example we've used was even just opening the door handle with your left hand rather than your right hand or something like that. Um, just l- those little things where it's like, you kind of just put a little wedge in what you normally do just enough to where you can stop and say like, oh, okay, I'm doing this. Do I want to be doing this? Um, what, what, what's the outcome of me doing this thing? Um, and you could just start to, like, oh, okay, now that I'm noticing, now that I'm aware of this thing, um, I can watch myself do it next time and maybe make a different decision or, or whatever. Tying your moment-to-moment actions to outcomes is probably very helpful. I mean, because if I don't do that, I will just, I mean, do only sloth-like habits because that's like my natural state if I'm not paying attention. You just kind of like brush off all important stuff and you just kind of lay around but when i pay attention to that it just doesn't happen so right. yeah who doesn't want to be safe in their cave feels good dude it does feel good but it doesn't actually feel good in the long run at all yeah so my mindfulness give people who um are at home who don't know shit about mindfulness who like they're going they, they're convinced enough that they should probably be practicing mindfulness but they don't know like really where to start. Where, where would you suggest anybody start to try to I be mean, mindful? How do you be mindful? How to start hyperanalyzing you, your, yourself and what you do. Like, mm. do are, like just what do you do and why do you do it? Why do you do it is the important one. It's like I do, I sure I do a bunch of stuff and everyone does a bunch of stuff. They don't really know why they do it because they haven't analyzed it yet. Mm-hmm. But once you start doing that, you're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe this is not actually helpful. Right. That's a good place to start. And it doesn't have to be rooted in like any of what like people call like woo, like woo woo spiritualness. Like this is just purely analyzing who you are and what you do and what the outcomes of this are. And instead of just like rushing headlong through your life and doing stuff, you get to like actually make a decision what you're gonna do. Because we just are kind of fall prey to just like this instinct habitual stuff that we all do and most people don't think about it i would start there yeah cool i agree um yeah i I think that we we don't really like take a look at at what we're doing but again we're kind of forced to right now there's a lot of people that are like you know like i said we're we're not able to keep scrolling and and keep just watching the same news and keep having like the the kind of like fake semi-drama to talk about to fill our times with like you know, if you can have some sort of like silly reality TV show to talk about for six hours a day if you really wanted to. But now it's kind of like 
there's this like, oh, that's not super important, is it? Like that's an obvious feeling within everybody right now. You know? Yeah. Well, so everybody's kind of just like looking for like, oh, where do I where do I point that attention? It's pointing back at them. So Yeah, I'm sure everyone's run out of stuff on every feed of every social media app they have. Mm-hmm. And then like, uh Did you know you could actually get to the I think it's Instagram. I think you could actually get to the end. There's an end of it. Really? Yeah. Uh I, I don't know how absolute that is, but I had Shaylee told me one of her friends got to the end uh one day scrolling in Instagram and I'm like, well Damn, that is that's a lot of scrolling. Yeah. Like what, what is that? Like just over the course of me pulling out my phone and now like I scroll, I looked at everything within the last few days that everybody posted besides when I first started. That's not yeah, that dude, profound. That's a, that's a lot of time though. So, like I've scrolled crazy. for a while and that not even close. I don't well, think. So looking at scrolling, like why do we even scroll? Like why do we want to know like what, people are doing and what's like brand new in the in their life you know over um you know of, of course it's nice to know like what your friends are up to it's nice to like, keep updated on people's lives it's nice to know what your family's up to but why do we choose that over taking care of ourselves and like doing even even just simple things like like man you know i always did want to play guitar like why why are you choosing to scroll right now rather than pick up that guitar that's in the back of the room you know what i mean like seeing that i think is important I just don't think that people will even scroll to see how other people's lives are actually. Like, I don't think most people like, dude, if you follow 800 people, do you really give a shit about most of their lives? I mean, like abstractly, like as a human being to human being, I hope they're really doing well, but you're not actually personally best with these people. Right. You're just bored. And this is not, this is not enjoying. It's just satiating. Like kind of. Like it's just it's just like scratching an itch that'll never go away like this is just it's such an easy activity to do when you have nothing to do and it requires little to no thought mm-hmm. and i think that's why people do it because like all these other things like, okay learn how to play guitar well that's hard and that requires vulnerability and okay. looking at instagram does not at all and it's right here it's just i think it's just too accessible it's not even like it's not even good i was looking at my phone i'm like dude why do we even have this I do not care what is on this at all. Like I was like, I don't even, I follow like 500 people and every page that isn't a person. I was just like, I do, do I even like this? Am I even interested in this? Dude, why do I use this? Right. This was after like seven to eight days of just playing Xbox and sitting on social media. And I'm like, dude, I am so tired of this stuff. Cause it's just, is not fulfilling. Well, so do you think there's, do you think there's people who, um, I don't know, aren't, aren't going to be able to realize that they're like, okay, it's been, it's been, it's been seven days. It's been this many days. Like, uh, do you think that they're just like prepping to go on to week two of the exact same thing? Yeah. 100%. From Zoom. We've removed the 40 minute time limit on your group meeting. Well, that's fun. Thanks. I, um, yeah, I think, well, dude, some people are drinking every day. Like people are, the problem is if you have vices and you run out, like you are not in your routine anymore, they will just nick at you. Nick, right. Nick, nick. Like mine is definitely sloth and it definitely consumed me for like 10 days. I didn't yeah. do, any, do anything. Like we'll just lay around, play games. That's it. I mean, it was kind of nice because I've been working so much, but it also is just not, I mean, I can see how people would fall into very destructive habits if it's not checked. 
Right. So, so what are you, what are you going to do now? I, I, I feel like I, I battle, I battle my own ways, but I feel like I've, I've been able to establish quite a decent routine. Like I, um, even before like the quarantine thing, I just kind of live the, the isolated solitude, um, introverted life up here when I'm not traveling, I'm kind of just making a work from home situation work. So I have my own ways of making sure I go for a run and make sure I go outside. Um, there's things that have changed obviously and in, in, in can change further because of the quarantine. But, um, I don't know. I, I think I have quite a few ways, you know, like you mentioned, breath work and, and meditation and, uh, planning, uh, at night and in the morning, um, running all, all these sort of things. Um, what, uh, so, so you mentioned that you had been slothy. Are you feeling less slothy? Are you feeling like yeah, I own it's okay. So it was actually spring break. Like I had probably, I'd, yeah. So I got the best GPA I've ever gotten in school. Like I've been working more than I've ever worked, and taking that week was actually just nice. Like I didn't feel bad about it. I felt it was like it was earned. But after like a week, it was just not helpful anymore. It just felt bad. Like I didn't feel bad about it. I felt like oh, I earned this. This is nice. This is a nice time to relax. But so today I got up at seven. Instead of twelve and eight, I, I well, I basically I just started control the controllables. So I like I planned out my whole diet, planned out all my training because our my family owns a gym, so I can still I still get exercise. So planned out all my training, and then um, I'm just gonna hammer that because it's something that I can really focus on. And I'm probably gonna start journaling. I haven't been doing that. It's something I've actually never really got into, but yeah. I feel like I just have a lot of time to just kind of sit and think. What's, what's your, uh, what's your ideas for journaling right now? Like, what do you think you're going to start with? Like, well, like I just sit down with a bullet point or what? I probably just like free pose it. Honestly, just like sit down and whatever I feel like is the most, just whatever it profound that I think, or not even that, but just anything that comes to mind. I'll, yeah. There's no I'll carry rules, on. Right? Yeah. There's like, like so, sometimes I'll make myself start with something. Cause I just like, I have so many ideas or the lack of ideas that make sense that I just gotta be like, dude, just put a little dot at the top of the page and start a bullet point and just write whatever one sentence, even if the rest of the piece of paper has nothing to do with that first sentence or it's like 17 different thoughts, like that's okay. I think just getting it out there because sometimes you'll look at a piece of paper after you just wrote and you're like, oh shit, I didn't know I thought any of that stuff. You don't know what you think about until you think about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and thoughts are so fleeting too. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, I wish that I would take voice memos more or what have for the last like five years. Whenever I think of anything that I enjoy, you mm-hmm. always will forget. But right. I think that um, just controlling the controllables right now is going to be the most important part of just feeling satisfied and not frightened. Cause it's like uh, the world is uh, insane currently and everyone's life has been shaken up. And if you just f- don't, well, you're just going to have to control only what you can. You can't worry about anything else. Because so mm-hmm. I've noticed that it's just a person is really smart, intelligent, like well thought out, rational being. But people are really dumb and panicky. And we're coming together to be people. We're panicking. Mm. We need to be a person. I think Me- that a, yeah, an individual. Because people like it too. I don't know if you've been on social media lately, but people are... Like one person, it just takes one, one fool in the group of many people that aren't foolish to panic, and now everyone is panicking. Mm, right. 
So yeah, what, what are you, what are you seeing on social media? Like, um, um, for, from an outside perspective of people maybe self-sabotaging themselves, like, cause obviously a consumption of the wrong media, a consumption of, of news about the coronavirus or even just crappy news about it. Um, any news about it is obviously bad, but I think that people even with like self-deprecating memes and just like liking, uh, hateful tweets about it or like, um, I don't know. I think there's a lot that we do to ourselves that we don't realize. We think it's just making us laugh and it's just entertainment, but I think that it actually harms us. Um, what, what are you seeing on social media? Well, I mean, I just think that it's been, it's very sensational right now and they're just like blasting the death toll every day. And it, I'm sure it affects people's psyche quite a lot. It just to see this happening. And then also people just, I mean, I, you, I would assume that in a time of one of the greatest vulnerabilities that I have ever seen in my whole life, that people would stop pooping on each other and like mm-hmm. kind of rally and gain some empathy for everyone's situation. Like, hey, man, this is this is affecting everyone. Right. But uh, it's just you never stop the Internet hate. And I would say just stop using Twitter. Just, just get off. Just, just get Twitter's off Twitter. Fucking rough, man. Dude, get off Twitter and Facebook. Like, you can go to some nice, quiet hole in Reddit with only nice people. You mm-hmm. can find a community for that. But Facebook and Twitter are hot garbage. I've got, I've got a good idea. One that I would. So this is kind of what I did. I feel like when I, when I quit my social media, I'm back full force now. I'm totally like addicted to the stupid thing again. It's freaking Instagram. But um, uh, so I quit for a year. But what I did is I, I feel like I kind of like traded addictions in a weird way. Like I just started massively being on YouTube. Like I said, fuck Instagram, fuck Facebook. Fuck Dude, Twitter. Um, that's exactly I, what I do. Like don't follow anybody that you know, who cares? Like you're going to talk to your friends that you're already group messaging. Otherwise, like the people who, who like, if somebody really wants to talk to you on Snapchat, like they're going to have your number, like these things, it doesn't matter. Um, I think getting rid of these things or even taking like a few day break maybe be a week break, 10 day break. You're not going to die. You're not going to burst into flames and just fill all that time when you do pick up your phone instead of just, um, cause it's kind of hard to just all of a sudden cold Turkey, your addictions, even if it is just the silly phone, but to just get on there and start like watching interesting stuff, have a headphone in. Um, I don't know. I think trading, Trading your social media addictions to YouTube or some other positive something app. Um, what what do you think about that? Dude, YouTube is actually where I spend all my time. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's not really the actual social apps. It's just watching mm-hmm. YouTube. It's not really watching it. It's more. It's just always in the background playing, mm-hmm. which is also not great because you just don't get time to think about stuff. Because I right. notice this is how I know that I've been in, in taking way too much media. So we coming home from work, have about a fifteen minute drive. I will. You know, I'm not going to listen to anything. I'll set my phone down. And it's just thought, thought, thought. And they're all important. It's like all shit that I should have been thinking about that are like of great importance to me. And I just haven't been because I've just been watching eight hours of YouTube a day. Right. Yeah. So I think there, there's a place for silence as well. But it's definitely yeah. you can make YouTube a lot less hateful than Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter is one of the vilest places I've ever been. It is like the butthole of the Internet. Yeah, it's funny. I I watched this. Uh, I heard something or watched this. Uh, essentially, somebody was talking about like uh, the language that you can say on the internet versus like, let alone real life, but Facebook. So say Twitter. On Twitter, you can be like, oh, I fucking hate myself. And people are like, yeah, but 
fuck life, bro. Like they're like commenting. And then on, on Facebook, if you said, I fucking hate myself, like grandma would be like, are you okay? This is devastating. Like what's going on? Like, and then in, in real life, like it's kind of the same thing, like certain situations, you can't just be like crazy self deprecating or like, um, like vulgar and every, like, like, cause Twitter just pushes right to the edge of like, like you're allowed to say that or like you're that's really what we're talking about okay like it's just it's 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 hilariously funny often that's for sure but it's mostly too much of just bite-sized entertainment and you can't really get a ton of entertainment in bite-sized form in a clean format so after a while it's just excessive in a thoughtful format it doesn't have to be clean it's just not thoughtful or creative it's just Mm -hmm. Ha ha, life bad, want die. Like, you know, like it's just not, it's not funny. And I honestly think that it's just, it's just the doomers. It's our generation. You know, like we got pushed into a world that's pretty much a hell world and no systems in place function at all. And we didn't really, we had the internet, so we didn't have to really eat all the propaganda that is being fed, got fed to like our parents. Right. So, yeah. Like we have no so like the world is literally on fire. Australia, for, yeah, for six there. months out of the year. So I understand why people are like feel like that, but it's just not helpful. Yeah, I don't think. Gosh, well, gosh, it's just so interesting to think about the fact that like, like as our parents are like watching, like they're still we're walking past them on the couch as they're like watching like the same media and we're like, you don't have to watch that. And they're like, no, no, you do. And we're like, okay. And we like walk into the kitchen and we get our laptops for like 10 years. And we're just like learning about how the world really works as they're just listening to how the world is working according to whoever is making the rules for them to think about shit. Yeah. Which, it's, okay. So every major news outlet is owned by the same like few companies that all essentially work together. Mm-hmm. So it's just like one, it's just like one, one agenda talking to all these people. Mm-hmm. And it's just not a, it's not helpful. If you watch corporate media, stop. It's act, it is just propaganda and there's no way around it. I like, Oh, I know you love, I love your hosts, but most of them are like C or, or like on the board of banks, like trust fund kit. Like these people are not like, they're not your friend really. Like they just want to profit off you. So it's bad. Don't ingest it. It's literally like brain poison. If you want to get news, like go to some third party, go to YouTube, go find someone you like that's independent. Stop, mm-hmm. stop watching that. Cause it is just going to scare you and it's not good for your brain. Right. I think that, um, the aware, like, so for me, awareness, what I was mentioning earlier, um, uh, and being mindful of what you're consuming. So like I had been excessively consuming, like for, there was a couple of days where I was like, I'm not stressed, honestly, like I'm fine. I'm not like freaking out about it. Um, but I was excessively consuming it, but I was consuming like long form videos of like biologists talking about the long form systematic, um, um, you know, like what things are going to look like. I'm, I'm just like le- learning about like this broad form of it. And, um, I was like, well, this is fine. It's safe. I'm not like learning about like the dooms. Like this is just thinking about possibilities. This is thinking about what's next. But then I would start to notice uh, like after like three days of just a lot of that, I would wake up, look up fourth day or whatever it was. And I was like, hmm, I'm feeling like kind of naturally despairing right now. Like I was like, I don't really have like a big pep in my step or a lot of like hope to pursue my dreams today, do I? I just I'm gonna, guess I'm going to keep listening to those 
And it, it's just, it kind of like, it kind of steals your thoughts without you really noticing, you know, a lot of the times when we're just constantly consuming those things and we just, we turn it right back on if we're not careful. So. Yeah. I ingest way too much news media, like independent news media, but just, just in general, like I stay way too on top of like how the world is and it's just not helpful. So it doesn't have- It doesn't have to be bad news to be bad for you. No. No, it's just too much. And it's also, I realized that, well, you watch eight hours YouTube a day, you're ingesting way more information than you can actually hold on to, Mm. but it still affects how you feel. So it's like, not only is this super negative information, I'm not going to remember it. It's just affecting my mood. So it's not helpful right. for me. Like, I guess some people might enjoy it, but I can't do it anymore. I'm so yeah, dude, it, it, it depends. Like, it, it, that's the thing is you got to just start like choosing what content you're consuming. Like, yeah, maybe it is enjoyable to watch like your favorite people on your favorite TV show again, or like a new TV show, the hottest TV show, um, your, all your favorite movies. Like there is times for that, but I feel like uh, setting that as like a, let's only watch TV at night. And like not saying that you don't have to stay completely away from technology all the time if, if that's not your drive. But make it to where like throughout the day, if you're not working or you're not doing something, you're not just laying on the couch. So I think like walking around, like kind of like listening to something, like maybe even not even watching it, like as you're working out, as you're doing laundry, consume some good content, not just, um, not just like background music or um, the news or, or the office for the 25th time, which, you know, I don't blame you. But um, I, I want to talk about breath work and stretching. Do you have experience in breath work and stretching um probably not as much as you do to be honest so why don't uh why don't you kick it off what do you what do you breath think work. is good um i i do wim hof breathing primarily i do a lot of breath work in general just because yoga um introduces just i mean i just, just prom pranayama kind of just like introduces familiarity with breathing and like how it's connected to your body and so i feel like um i've at this point breath work is is important to me but it's not like a separate thing than what i do in my daily life like when i wake up in the mornings i do some stretches like before i even go take a leak like i set i unplug my phone and i set it down and then like before i get changed in into like you know my like walk around clothes or whatever it is like i start stretching kind of like breathing and sending breath in so um it it eventually becomes like a, a very normal thing. It might seem kind of weird to do breath work now. Like if you saw somebody just sitting on the ground breathing in and out, like with a timer in front of them, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like it just seems weird, but it's certainly not after you just get used to it and realize it's, it's only weird in someone else's opinion. But um, I do Wim Hof breathing, doing it not every single day, um, but I would say probably at least four times a week. Um, I just did uh, like literally actually before this podcast, um, I did, uh, three rounds of 30. Um, and, and so Wim Hof breathing, you can look it up any listener. You can look it up on the interwebs. It's on YouTube. He has a free app. You can learn anything about him. Like there's just all over, just check out YouTube, Wim Hof, W I M H O F F. And so essentially you, um, you get very present and you stay focused. Um, and you breathe in through your belly and breathe up into your chest and you, and it has like a certain sequence, like an in out in out and you keep that going for 30 rounds 
Um, and it's not like the 30 is a magical number when you hit 30, like the heavens of the gates open up. Um, it's not really like that, just following on the apps, 30 rounds. Um, then you let your breath out. And when your air is emptied, you hold your breath. And here's where you're able to hold your breath for a lot longer than you think you can. Um, you do a couple more rounds of these. At the end of you holding your breath, you breathe back in and hold that for 15 more seconds. And then you restart around. So probably uh, over-explained it really. But breath work is, is fantastic. Um, it really works to like help me keep focused, get present. It helps me like let go of a lot of the, the muscles that I uh, didn't realize that I was tensing up. I personally, um, my, my breath work, when I do my Wim Hof breathing, it's right before my runs. I would not recommend that. I think we've had this discussion before. I don't recommend doing Wim Hof breathing before you run to just like yeah, whoever. Pretty you can black out. Yeah, I, you, yeah. you got to have a familiarity with your own body and your own mental. Like I've been pushing myself to these edges for a long time. It's not like weird to me. It's, I, I know when I'm in a blackout. But um, yeah, I, I like to do it before I go on a run and it really helps me mentally lock into my run. And, there's so many other benefits of the breath work. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What, what, what about you? What's uh... uh? So I, every single morning, well, I don't always do Wim Hof breathing in the morning, but I will some days. I combine it with um, cold showers. And mm. it's more, it's not necessarily, it's more of a utilitarian function. I use it to wake up because it, both cold showers and Wim Hof both jack up your endorphins and uh, adrenaline. So you wake up because I just, this is how I trained myself to be a morning person. It was just like, okay, we start getting up. And I started doing these like really hyper stimulating, like breathing techniques. Like sometimes I'll do like fire breathings or dragon's breath, which is like mm. a really hard diaphragmatic breath. It, um, it requires a lot of like a, a lot of core and diaphragm control. And it almost looks like just somebody's hyperventilating, but right. like, I assure you it's much more definitely YouTube it. Um, I actually initially got into breath work to would just be stronger. Like I started focusing on just controlling my diaphragm in the weight room. And I was like, wow, doing this has made me much more powerful like this. Maybe there's something to it. And then I got into the more um, like wellness side of it. But I use one hop breathing mostly just as a tool to get up and dude, it'll wake you up real quick. You want to be really clear, really fast. That's a good form of breath work. Um, I recommend some simple counts of breath work to my clients who like deal with anxiety. Or um, sometimes I'll run live streams on like our gym page and I'll, I'll like run them through like a really simple breath work. I usually like um, four, four, six. So in for four, hold for four, out for six like after people exercise to like calm down their nervous system because you usually want to get in like a healing calming state after you exercise. It's not good to be all riled up for that long. So, and then when people are trying to sleep, I do um, in for four, hold for six, out for seven. And that should calm you down quite a bit. Definitely. Yeah. You know, what's funny. And I feel like you, you could probably back me up on this um, or tell me your experience, but I feel like with breath work, it's one of those things where if you can just get yourself to do it, you'll realize like there's nobody like you can be ticked off. You can be like your heart rate's elevated. And if you just do the breath work, like if you just, all right, I know you're irritated, man. I know you're like, hype, like, I know you're like all amped up right now, but just take the time and do, do the, you know, five in five out for four sets or whatever, whatever breath work it is. It's like inevitable at the end. They're going to have a little smirk on their face. Like, oh, okay, I get that. 
It's Dude, in for four, hopeful for four, out for six is what I do whenever I feel like if I ever feel anxious or upset or like riled up in any way or like I need to think, but I'm too in like a state of like anger or well, it just in a non-opportune emotional state. It always works. And the fun thing about breath is that we will literally, you can, whatever state that you want to bring about, you can do it. You can mm-hmm. use breath to bring about. Like if you want to get really amped up, you can do that. You can raise your heart rate. If you want to slow down, you could also do that. Yep. It's like, this is a free tool that everyone does, but nobody utilizes. And it's free. Right. Yeah. You don't have to pay for it. Like you can just get on YouTube and like figure out how to breathe. Yeah, dude. It. It's an incredible tool. I feel like we, we don't use it very often just because it's weird. Like that's, that's oh, what it is. I mean, think about, think about working out uh, in the 1800s, like working out, like if you saw somebody, um, you know, people obviously probably didn't like work out with a dumbbell back then. If you saw somebody just perfectly like having their arm at their side, just lifting it up and down, doing a bicep curl with some sort of weight, you'd be like, what is that weird guy doing? And you wouldn't even be able to compare him to a robot because you wouldn't see robots back then. Yeah. And the funny thing is, dude, weightlifting is inherently breath work. Mm. Like it's it's right. part of it. Like, dude, if you right. exercise, like you just engage in this. And this is honestly, this is my personal theory. There's no science backing this, but I feel like when people run, the reason that they like it so much is because they're finally breathing diaphragmatically. Right. Yeah. Like people are actually breathe. Like that's why it's such a potent stress reliever. Also like exercise and endorphins do that too. But I think a big part of it is like people are, you're finally breathing. You're not shallow breathing and your posture is probably better than it usually is because you're running, which posture is actually a really big part of posture is definitely something I wanted to talk about too. Like why we suck ass at breathing normally. Like people have terrible breathing patterns. Like I do. I mean, yours are probably pretty good, better than most, but like we just, mine used to be really bad. We just have had bad posture for so long. Almost everyone that are, and nobody talks about breath. Like let me teach you to breathe in school. Like it is just, yeah, no shit, I know how to breathe, but do you really, though? Mm-hmm. And uh, once you get the classic um, hips tilted, shoulders forward, hips through, like hunkered down, round mm-hmm. back posture, and look where your rib cage is. Mm-hmm. It's just caving in on itself. So right. you never get this that big right. open up. And yeah. this can affect like cognitive ability. Like you can have, so I read a study that when they fix people's breath work, all the adhesions or knots in their back went away in like two months. Mm. Like maybe people like all this upper back, shoulder, neck pain that people have is just because we breathe like shit. I really think that. Dude, I I'm with you on there. I'm, I'm huge about, about breathing correctly. Uh, like, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a profound thing. And it also, I think that it has a lot to do, honestly, breathing has a lot to do with posture for me. I feel like it's actually really close related because there's always like, anytime I'm doing a breath work, there's always like, when I'm done doing it, or I take my last breath, there's always kind of like a settling in like, a, okay, whew, that's my last breath. Yeah. This is and not even there, just for you. Like this yeah. is just true. It definitely affects yeah. it. Like when you have bad posture, you're going to breathe poorly. Uh-huh. Like end yeah, of no, story. It, it affects your physiology uh, hardcore. I mean, I, I breathe from my belly now. I used to breathe from my chest before. Um, but it's definitely something. So as I'm doing not only Wim Hof breathing, as I'm doing, um, I, I have like multiple things throughout the day, especially being at home where um, I install and I kind of give these things power. I give myself like, okay, stand up, be, be astute, be tall posture, chest out, like these, these sort of things. So, um, I think a lot of people could add these to their, to their breath work, like uh, cold showers. I do, I turn the, I take my regular shower and then at the end, um, a, a lot of times what I do, uh, there's this, 
I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like weird to explain, but you kind of force the, the breath up from the bottom of your belly, right? As you thrust down and you pull in, I usually do a lot of times I'll do 30 of those and then I'll turn the water to cold, do two minutes of cold. And for me, um, I, that's where I insert my sort of like Tony Robbins, like badassery, right? Like, you know, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm wise. I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. Why am I doing this cold shower? Cause I do uncomfortable things. Cause I'm not afraid of it. And like, you know, just this installing of whatever, but at the same time, I'm, I'm fixing my posture. I'm standing up as tall as I can. I'm pushing my chest out. When I go on runs, I'm not just running to burn calories. I'm not just trying to lose weight. I'm running to work on my posture too. Because I'm 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 in posture practice. I'm in positive influence practice. Um, I think that the, this way of thinking, like inserting little breath work and posture work and whatever into people's daily lives, is going to be pretty important in the quarantine. Um, I think. Uh, what wh- what else could you say about posture, Spencer? Because I'm I'm envisioning a lot of people like, for one, not having to dress up. Not like imagine like your posture just going out in public, like. Uh, like you just have your chest more open. You're like kind of proud of the clothes you're wearing rather than like if you've been wearing the same pair of sweatpants for three days, you're just all slob and your hair's messed up and you're kind of, your shoulders are forward. Like it's just kind of a natural thing to think about. I think we're all going to be experiencing a little bit of the, the hunching and the uncomfortable and the not as much upper body lifting as we're used to. So what, what, what else could be said about posture and recommendations there? Well, stop sitting so much. Really? You want to fix your posture? Like, not, don't, this, this, not what we need. Like, you want to line your shoulders up with your ears, your head comes back. So, like that, like the the classic keyboard posture, this thing, which I'm sure we're all doing way more than usual, even though we already do it a lot, is definitely, I mean, I'm sure hips hurt from sitting, your back hurts. Like, Mm. one of the worst things, like, dude, lay down on your stomach. Honestly, it's I, honestly it's a really good way to fix your posture. Is to mm. just instead of like I'm gonna sit down and watch this TV show on my phone, lay on your stomach, drive your elbows into the ground, and push your back flat. Because now that's the opposite of this. You're opening all the way up. Yeah, I like also including in that um, when you're laying on your stomach. Because I do, I think I put my my thumbs like uh, probably around my ribs there. And I lift up, but I actually keep my face, my chin tucked, and I keep my face looking down at the ground. And so I'm getting a lot of length in the back of my neck here as I'm pushing, I'm pushing flat against the floor, stretching against like almost as if my heels are being pulled and the top of my head's being pulled as well, but my, I'm facing down. So yeah, like you said, it creates like a long line. I think that's a good one. Yeah, laying on the stomach, what else we got? Like for solutions or why you should get better posture? Yes. Okay. Well, if you look at your tongue, your diaphragm, so your mid chest right below your collarbone and your hips, like, um, like plates here, they should all be lying flat on each other. So if your hips are tilted forward and your rib cage is tilted this way and your chin is tilted this way, which is how most people stand, you're going to have bad posture. So if you, most people, their hips shift forward. So it's, it looks like they're sticking their butt out. That's what's happening. Get this big bend in the lower back. Shift them down. Control, contract your abdomen. Pull your hips underneath you, and then sit your rib cage while also contracting your abdomen over your hips. And then push your head back with your chin parallel to the ground. You should line all these things up, and then that is now which where you should stand. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's good. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, and if you want some testament to this, all right, let's say you have a car, you take one tire, you angle it one degree. Okay, it's really not going to be a problem today, but it's going to be a massive problem in a year. Like, you just Absolutely. are slowly, and like, all these little discrepancies in your body that aren't lining up how they're supposed to will slowly become, like, okay, if my ankle mobility is bad, so now my left shoulder hurts. Like, the, all of this is connected, and when you don't pay attention to it and don't treat it well, it's just going to break. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, I think understanding that these things can be improved, too. Like, uh, you know, just like so many of these things in this area, like where you're working on yourself, your body, your posture, your mental health, whatever. You aren't just born with one thing and you have to live with that and learn how to live with that forever. Yeah. Like it's like you aren't born with bad posture and you have to have bad posture forever. If you're, if you need to open up your physiology and open up your chest, now is a great time to do it and practice doing it and becoming aware that you're doing it. Yeah. I tell my clients I never accept pain. Like one of the things I hate the most is when like some 40 year old woman is like, uh, my knee hurts. That's just the way it is. Isn't this what getting old's like? It's like, well, Oof. Yeah, no, right. no, it's not. It doesn't have to be like this. Unless they've had like four knee surgeries and it's like, okay, it probably is just like this. Like you, I mean, you just can't accept it. Like, why would you? Mm -hmm. There's nothing structurally wrong with you. Like you just need to figure out what is wrong mm -hmm. or I mean, at least try. Like you, the moment you just accept these things, the moment they become permanent and like, oh, I've got, I've got this, I've got that. Like what you can't, you can't just allow, say that. Like, this is a changeable thing. Like, I have bad posture. Well, you could have good posture if you wanted. Like, you don't, yeah. you just, just doesn't have to be this way. Yeah, I think we, we identify just as much as we identify with our, with our job titles. You know, we also identify with our uh, uh, labels too. Our like, oh, I am this. I have this. I have bad knees. Like, we'll, we'll see how many times a day we can say it just to reinforce it. You know, make sure people know. Um, I think that, that now it's just like, I don't know. You got the time. Start exploring. Like, okay, maybe I do. Maybe my knees are bad, but maybe they could be a little bit better. Like maybe I'm not going to run and climb Kilimanjaro, but maybe I can. Maybe I can start stretching. And I think stretching is so freaking important. Stretching is. Um, there's no rules behind stretching. Is the thing. I think just at any time, when you're at home, you've been working for a few hours. You don't have to set aside a workout. Like, oh, I got to work out today at this time. If you can have that planned out, that's great. But you could also just be. I've been working for an hour and 20 minutes. My back's feeling a little tight. I'm going to lay on the ground and just aggressively stretch for the next five minutes and send my breath around and, and whatever. I think even little, little stretch breaks like that are muy importante. Yeah. I don't know. I do really well with structure, but, um, some people mm -hmm. don't like just do what feels good. I mean, okay. I, I feel very oddly about this because part of me as a personal trainer is like there is a good way to execute things and there's a bad way to execute things but i also feel like you should just do what feels correct mm. and if it doesn't hurt keep doing it so just go with the flow i mean until you'll know what you need to do when you start stretching like you hit a spot and you're like all right mm. that's a, that's the spot do you, do you feel like people are sometimes afraid to explore their own bodies in these way like they're afraid to like oh, I, i'm afraid of doing it wrong it's like dude it's just your body just check it out well, and like, what, oh, you think the foreign police are going to come down and beat you? Like, dude, like, <laughs> like, there's no, I mean, there are people have asserted a bunch of rules, but do you have to follow them? I don't know. Right. You might as well just see what's going on. You know, a lot of rules you probably don't follow anyways in your regular life. Like, why are you so scared of these ones? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yes, that, is, I, that is true. I think people are scared of exploring like their body in like a holistic sense in general, like their mind what they enjoy in any way. Like it's just, 
I'm comfortable. I don't want to do anything wrong. So I'm just going to continue to be this way. If you don't have to question your beliefs, why would you? No, why would you? I do believe that that is not a, I think Epicurean says uh, the un, the uninspected life is not worth living. Mm. Or you might as well, like if you're going to live and not inspect your life, you might as well, like what's the difference in that and being dead? There's really none, you know, like, to me, this, I mean, this is what life's about. Is it just figure out what you like, mm. test a bunch of ideas, move around how you want, see what works for you. Like, if so yeah. if you, like if your body and your life is like just a big push board of buttons, you know, and you only push like four or five of them before you die. What if like those aren't your favorite buttons? Right. A whole bunch of buttons. You might as well go push them. Like, and what if you push one and don't like it? Well, shit. Don't push it again. You yeah, that's well, all you got to know. Might as well go try stuff. We, we define ourselves by our button pushing. Yeah. You'll be, you, you're the whole board, man. You can check it all out. And I think that um, people just, I mean, everyone to some degree has a tendency to choose comfort, but there's also the human urge for novelty and you just got to mm-hmm. right. gotta get out of the comfort zone. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of novelty. I, I, but I think that, uh, I think a lot of, a lot of finding our edge of comfort, like comfort at a time like this is kind of like choosing dread later. Like a lot of comfort is kind of like alcohol, right? Where you're like almost borrowing a little bit of happiness from tomorrow. Like, yeah, I can drink a little bit more. It's going to be a little more fun. Maybe I'm going to like bullshit more with my dumb friends, but tomorrow I'm going to feel less happy than I would if I don't do this. You're almost borrowing it. So I think it's almost, if you see comfort now as like, okay, yeah, like I don't necessarily want to get off, off, off my butt and, and, and turn off the TV, but I think that I know that the, the little bit of uncomfort now will pay off later and it's not borrowing happiness from, from tomorrow. It's kind of adding a little bit of potential layer of happiness to build off of tomorrow. And this actually brings up something that I kind of want to pick on a little bit. The um, internet perception of what self-care is and then what it actually is. Mm. Like everyone's like, I'm just participating in self-care I'm just doing this thing, but it's obvious like this thing that is over not even that long of a term, pretty detrimental, you know, like I'm going to go get drunk because self care or I'm going to just like lay around and that can be self care, but it's like, there's all these like people align like a lot of destructive, pleasurable habits, which is self care or like blatant, like buying a bunch of things. Like Mm. these things are not like, what did that fix? Like, it wouldn't self-care be like finding something out about yourself or maybe pursuing one of these things that doesn't have this pleasure to displeasure curve like booze? It's like if drinking is really not self-care. Like, and I would argue that people are always are like hedonism is like, oh, you're going to go do a bunch of drugs, do all these things. But no, because you're going to feel greater sadness after this is done than the happiness is worth. So this is not hedonistic. This mm-hmm. is not it's not good. So yeah, it's t- it's trying to bar it's borrowing something from tomorrow. No, I, I agree. I think that that's important. I think that a lot of people are are. Well, I mean, I guess I don't know, but it's. I bet that a lot of people are probably trying to like drink their way through this thing. Uh, oh, I've definitely seen it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but people probably drink their way through their days anyways. They just now have time to Snapchat it. Right. I, I don't know. Oh wow. Um, well, I mean, I I think that's something. Um, if if. I think that taking a look at the other people around you. Um, and saying like, if you, if you're the one, if, if you're drinking, like what value are you offering to them? Like, I, I don't know. I've, I've had a, um, 
uh, I'm bridging on this on this particular subject, but I've I've had a lot of good um, progress with because I I I know that I'm easily irritable after a while um, with my mom living here. So I've had a lot of progress on reminding myself, like not being self-centered, not being like, okay, what do I want? What do I want to do? Like, cool. Like may- maybe I do want to get, um, I-, I don't, but just an example, maybe I wanted to get drunk all day and then like, um, you know, maybe, but, but, but instead, um, I, I try to think of, uh, like, how could I be valuable to my mom? Like, what does my mom need? Like, cause I know that she is, she's older and she's admittedly a little scared about this whole thing. It's a scary, like she doesn't know, like if I get it, am I going to be like really sick? Like she has, um, uh, prior, you know, um, diabetes, these sort of things. But, um, so I've been trying to try to see things from her view, try to like, what, like, what does she want? She wants comfort. She wants to be understood these sort of things. And, um, the, the, the gap I'm bridging was just thinking about like people who might be like drunk all day when they could be, maybe being more supportive to the people that are in the same household as them instead. Like instead of trying to focus on what do I want? Well, I want to get drunk. What you could do is before you even have a drink, you could say, what does my mom want? What? Like can my mom use a little comforting? Like those sort of things. So I guess that's not super related, but um, that is a gap that you can, that you can correlate. Yeah, I agree. It's not up to me to shame people for their vices that I don't share, but I also think that it is pretty destructive if done to extremes mm-hmm. i mean to be honest and um it's just uh well it's just bad decision death water i mean it's just poison 100 percent. like it's just uh not like it's, it's just you, you smoke too much weed you just like feel kind of groggy for a day dude if you drink too much booze you just might die maybe you like, just dude. might die yeah, I don't so. know. I think it, it affects everybody differently. Everybody has their vices so so differently. Like I like if I, I smoke a ton of weed. If somebody smoked as much weed as I did, and it made them like sit there on the couch and like be a vegetarian or be a vegetarian, be a be a veg, just like you know, not do much. Um, it's not positively affecting their life. Like if you can't just be choosing fun and like content right now. Um, if you're able to do a little bit of these things and they motivate you, like if you're like, oh, I've been waiting to clean the garage, like I'm going to have, you know, maybe, maybe a couple beers while I clean the garage because it's going to make me kind of like have some fun and dance around while I listen to music and clean my garage. Like you should enjoy your life and you should add these things into your life to enjoy it, but you shouldn't use these things, these vices as the only way that you enjoy life. Yeah. I actually have a very healthy relationship with alcohol. I like really enjoy it. I don't drink a lot, but like it always it's always good whenever it happens. But I feel like, like I was saying earlier, like this is a time where if you have vices, they're just going to nick away at you because you have nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure people um, are falling to them. Honestly, I wish that I smoked weed like consistently because it would make this so much more tolerable. Cause it's just like such a nice introspective thing and I'm just not used to it. So it's not fun. Right. It's just massively intense to a lot of people. Yes. Yes. Well, hey, it's never too late to start. Yeah. Well, I honestly don't want to go into public to buy weed, and that's kind of where I'm at. Oh, I know. That's it. I just don't want to go in there and, like, transact at all, or I would. Yeah. Those poor guys, like, just thinking about, like, all the people on the other side of the cash registers, and, like, they're in such a constant state of fear. They're like, I don't know. Do I analyze this person? Do I think, like, I don't know. Did that person just cough before they handed me the money or Visa card? Like, it's it's like a constant state of everybody who's working right now, obviously, but like especially the people who are like, and next, 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 like Burger King workers, like all the, you know, weed stores, alcohol stores, all these sort of thing. 
all of a sudden all the dregs of society working the minimum wage job or the important workers, but all the CEOs are at home in their house. Mm. Look at that. Jeff Bezos making $8 million an hour. See? Oh, man, he is our overlord. Uh, I wish he wasn't. <laughs> um, it's, hey, it's just absurd, honestly. Yeah. Like, the way, like, just the way things are are insane to me. <laughs> That's it, dude. I keep, I keep just ending with a sentence like, haha, we live in a virtual reality video game. <laughs> like, and then dude, it's like, oh. It is madness. You just, the, the way that things are is just super fucking weird. I wish I could time travel then. Or, uh, well, what is it? And just wait. You can just wait in games. Just gonna wait. Back <laughs> just, button. Wait. Twenty four hours. Um. So I want to. Um. I do want to end with uh, a couple more suggestions. Can you just give me a couple suggestions of people that you follow, maybe on Instagram, YouTube, um, just like. You know, not not necessarily just like COVID advice or just like self quarantine advice, but just maybe like. I'm going to go ahead and say that for everybody ever right now, this is a time to like work on yourself in some way, whether that's mental or physical or whatever. So if you can just give me anybody that you watch or consume on any of these apps or anything um, that you can recommend to people, maybe like, Hey, check this person out. You got anything? Well, I'm going to pull one. He's a fitness guy, but he does a lot of like stoic mindfulness stuff. So if you weed through his podcast, you don't have to listen to like the, the complex metabolic hormone ones, just like go to the ones that are obviously like life advice. His name, the descriptions. His name is Jade Tita. He does a podcast called, um, let me look at old, uh, next level human. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool name for a podcast. Yeah, he's great. It's very reasonable. I mean, he speaks about complex things like very well like very clearly and it's very nice and he just he's just a stoic just I, I really enjoy his content like creating purpose uh managing fatigue and mindset in the gym uh let's see a lot of it is just um just like how to live a good life essentially he actually wrote a book called next level human and it's it's a basically a stoic book right yeah so that's what i like cool i try to i try to pick one that you don't ingest so we didn't overlap. What about you? Yeah. No, yeah, I haven't checked that one out. I'm definitely going to have to check that one out. Um, what about me? I actually didn't priorly plan this. I'm going to say, I think I've probably suggested this before, but uh, I'll just reiterate. Tom Bileyu, B-I-L-Y-E-U, and his, his, his wife, Lisa Bileyu as well. Um, they, uh, his thing is just like when he was younger, he's actually from Tacoma originally. But uh, when he was younger, he was just like, dude, um, I'm just like a poor dumb kid from, from Tacoma. And he just wanted to be smart. So he, he, wound on, he went on to found, um, co-found Quest Nutrition. He kind of like built his own like mind. Oh, I know uh, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then, and then from there, he has a show on YouTube that I'm suggesting. Um, and I, it's in podcast form. It's called uh, Impact Theory. And he has a bunch of like subdivisions of it. But like, dude, this guy he he's like intense like he is it's like good to like listen to you. like he hypes you up with his energy um but he's also just like he's always going like every day he's posting at least one new thing he's got he's been doing this for years and years he's like a motivational speaker um i think he's another he's just another good one where you can like read the title or glance at the description of any of his new stuff old stuff and it'll just it'll apply to like the time and um yeah i, I think it's just 
like um, I, I kind of like like you do, Spencer. I often have the podcast kind of just playing in the background. Um, a lot of times, I'm I'm fairly fixated on it, but I don't know podcasts and and um, YouTube things that you don't really have to watch, which is many of them. You can put them on this speaker or that speaker or this room or get a portable speaker or have it in your headphones. Like just kind of inserting these into. Again, maybe it's not super healthy to be doing all the time. Make sure you do find some silence. But I feel like as far as conditions go now where people are like, okay, I've sat at home and watched Netflix a lot and I've sat on the couch and now my body hurts. Like what's, what else, what other options are there to do with life? Like how else do people do at home life? And I think this is a good solution is, um, you know, maybe go to YouTube or, or, or podcasts and, and find one that you like that you really are like, this is nice that I'm spending my time this way. And, you know. Nice. Nice. Let's see. I don't know if I have any other YouTube channels. We'll check out. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I have I have quite a few. I'm always like dropping them. I think that I think that the thing about oh. YouTube, man, the, the data the uh the, the 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 data that they have on you is is weirdly a nice positive thing. Like they can start suggesting some like okay i'm watching uh stoic philosophy for example and then they'll start suggesting like some clips from people who usually upload that sort of content that you've never heard before or like oh you like this so you likely like this or maybe you like this in on youtube when you start hitting like when you start hitting subscribe like all these things whatever it starts suggesting more content that you might find better so if you're consuming a bunch of kardashians it's going to suggest more kardashian shit but if you're consuming this good stuff it's going to be like, oh, okay, this is the type of content that you want to consume. It'll feed it more to you. And it'll actually be things that you enjoy. It's not like this is going to be a work project where you're like, oh, I've got to watch more podcasts or listen to more shit. So, um, well, if you, if you think about it like that, it will be, though. So think about enjoying it. Yeah, true. Like, yeah. Like I will, the Eckhart Tolle has a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. You like Eckhart Tolle? Of course, dude. Yeah, uh, his. I, I wasn't saying that like I was shocked or anything. I, I don't know yeah, what I said yeah. like that, but uh, uh, dude, his his story is interesting. Can you remember off the top of your head? He had. Um, I'm not fully remembering it, but he had tried to commit suicide, and he had like an awakening instead. Did you hear about this? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, super profound. Now I'm totally gonna like want to go like relearn it. Yeah. But, um, Have you uh, read the Power of Now? The Power of Now. I'm not read. No, you I. Should, I'm, you should read it. Uh, I mean, you might not need it. You kind of already do this thing, but it's a good book. Right. No, I have a, uh, my friend, uh, JC Randall, she, she said that it was like one of the books that like when she read it, it like, like changed the way that she thought about things. And I was like, I I, I, listening to him on YouTube is pretty. He's a very, he looks so much different than I thought he was going to look. He's a very, like, he's just look, he's just an interesting looking guy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's hard to figure out, but it's so interesting. Like it's uh, in in learning, like listening to all these different types of people with their different accents and their different demeanor and their different way of speaking. I feel like it like also just like gives you this level of patience for new types of people too, in a, in a strange way too. Because I just just thinking of the way that he talks, he's very like um, breath out. He's very just as a lot of like kind of like enlightened masters seem to be. It seems like they're never holding anything in they're always mm-hmm. just kind of on the out breath as they're talking yeah. yeah enlightened masters hell yeah and also i mean like if you really get bored start reading yeah book. yeah start reading what what what'd you read when you were younger what was your like when you were 
Oh, I love fantasy. I love fantasy, like Mm -hmm. me personally. But as an adult, I read pretty much like mindfulness books Mm -hmm. and um, like political theory because I'm a nerd. Push my glasses back up. Okay. That's that's about it. Yeah, I've uh so I've actually recently I've had this like flirting thing in my stomach where I'm like, Jake, damn it, just do it. Like where I uh because I I used to read a lot of fantasy when I was younger, but then um like the last two years when I started like reading again, it's just been, you know, self-help, meditation, um, stoicism, Buddhism, like all all these sort of just just uh learning more self-actualization really sort of uh uh, corners of of reading, but I've been thinking more that I want to actually reread some books that I read as a child. There was this book called uh, The Far Side of the Mountain. It was like this dude had, like went out to the woods and he had um uh, like his own. He's like a teenager and he had his own like peregrine falcon. It was his pet. But uh um and then fantasy nice. books. Well. I, used to, I used to read too. That was like uh, but yeah, I've, I've been thinking I want to like maybe dip more back into that. So if I feel like I'm like working too much, I think I'm going to keep that on the back burner of like, you know what, I'm going to order like a, a fantasy audio, audible book or a, a a story that I used to like before instead of like making it all self-help work, which I think is important too. Dude, it's nice. It's just like a playground for the mind, you know, like to, I just played, played through The Witcher, a game I've been waiting to play for like five years is nice to just like, turn off this and just like enjoy a story that has not it's not set here so there's no like real world implications it's just like here's fairy tale land go enjoy it and that mm. is pretty pure compared to what we actually have in real world right cool man i agree um i think we should we should likely wrap this up um i having some weird cutout but I appreciate you doing this. I know it's like weird. Um, I know it's not like as great as being in person. Um, obviously it's hard. Like, you know, like you, you can't have as much banter. I feel yeah. like because it's, it's kind of like the second that you notice that they're talking or if you're like, Oh shit, I've been talking too much and they don't really have a place to interject. It's a different type. Um, but I think that, that it is valuable content and I hope that, you know, some listeners were able to like get some sort of like, Oh, maybe I'm going to do this a little bit differently now that times are, are everlasting in this, in this manner. So I appreciate you, Spencer. Thanks for doing yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Let's do it again. Thanks for having me on, my boy. Yeah, my friend. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, listeners, have a good rest of your day. Please focus on your posture and all these other things that we mentioned. And Spencer and I will be back um, probably soon. Sometime. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye.